Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hi there. I'm Liza Powell O'Brien, and I'm a writer, a reader, and the wife of someone you may have heard of. And I'm here to tell you about the newest season of my podcast for Team Coco, Significant Others. Each week, we tell stories you may not know about a person you probably do, like Benedict Arnold, whose wife Peggy may be the reason he almost succeeded in betraying his country. Look for Significant Others wherever you get your podcasts. Can't you tell my love? Hello, everyone. Uh, it's Andy Richter, uh, and this is uh, my podcast, Three Questions. Uh, in case you're just tuning in for the first time. And if you are, what took you so long? This is the place to be on the internet dial, if there is such a thing. Uh, And I'm very excited because I have a delightful, funny friend in today uh, who has graced us with his presence, uh, Mr. Fred Armisen, right? That's exactly right. Armisen. Armisen, yeah. No, it's Fred Armisen, everybody. Hi. Armisen would have been fine. Armisen? I would have, that would have worked for me. Armisen, yeah. Yeah. You should just start halfway through, like, I've been letting it go (laughs) all these years, but it's been bugging me. (laughs) Just so everyone knows, it's supposed to be Armisen. Armisen. (laughs) I feel like there's somebody that did that, and I can't, I can't remember, like. As a bit, or as a real thing? No, as a real thing. I think somebody who's, like, just said, like. Years into being famous, it's actually this, yeah, but, yeah. you know, so I can't remember who it was. Wait, your name is Faridun? That was my uh, original name. Right. Um, that was my dad's name. Which is F-E-R-E-Y-D-U-N. Yes, Faridun. And that was his name. And then we were always called Fred everywhere Ooh. we went uh, when I was a kid. And, you know, that. so then we just changed it just for just because we were explaining it too much. We were just saying... The real name is Fairy Duck. What is the derivation of that name? That's a Persian name. A Persian name. Oh, okay. Yes. And uh, the guy that my grandmother was dating at the time, uh, when she got pregnant, he named my my dad. Because he was Persian. He's from Iran. Sure. And, uh, this is in Germany. And then uh, he said, how about Fairy Do you think Fairy was the father? No, he was not the father. Oh, wow. He was not. She got pregnant from... Uh, Sex. From sex. <laughs> <laughs> From sitting in a big puddle of semen. On the bus. <laughs> they had lots of semen buses in Germany at the time. <laughs> they called it the auto jizz. It just happens. Um, now I want to make up a better story. That story was so good. I'm Yours, sorry, I'm like, no. I can't. My brain went to trying to top it, and I can't top that one. But she just... I mean, no, no, she, she got, uh, the, uh, there was a gentleman named Masami Kuni, uh-huh. a, J- a Japanese man, right. who was on tour, and yeah. he's the one, he's my <sighs> grandfather. Wow. Yes. A touring, uh, and see, this is, you have such a great family story, like, with, like, international intrigue. This is a good one. And then surprises, which, yes. you know, PBS already covered. Yeah, they covered that. Yeah, yeah. But he he was, yeah, this, this and, he was a, a choreographer, a dancer, and he yeah. was in Germany, uh, made my grandmother pregnant. Right. Tearing sex. through the women. Yeah. Yeah. Actually traveled through Europe. Saying, and, you got any Persians around yeah. here? And they're like, sure. And then uh, that's, that's what happened. That's, wow. That was my dad. And then you later found out, and he was kind of. Uh, uh, kind of like a star among the Axis powers, was yes. he not? Yeah. Wow. Because, uh, yeah, he was Japanese and he was uh, entertaining the troops in Germany. Yeah. And then, so uh, the PBS thing you're referring to, I found out later that he wasn't even Japanese. He uh, was Korean. Right. But a lot of Koreans changed their nationality because yeah. there was racism against them. Right. Because I saw you when you were on, on, is it Henry Louis Gates? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, on that show. But I just love that in the Axis Powers, there's 
a Japanese modern dancer that's a male who's entertaining the troops. It's wild. Can you imagine? I guess I guess there's like Fred Astaire or something, but I don't feel like the troops would. I'm with you on that. Want to see like oh you know I, I really wondered about the yeah, same thing yeah. or where when we think of the German army. Where is the time for any entertainment? Right, I, I right. don't picture them like, hey, we got some downtime and yeah. let's go to this <laughs> this thing. But there's it's a it's a Japanese dancer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sure. A male Japanese. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh, great. Uh, my I God. Let's let's rouse. He's on tomorrow. Let's let's see if we can come back for it. And he was really welcome. I, I know it's so. Uh, I'm trying to think of what, what the equivalent would be. Yeah. For our troops, like who are some of our uh, allies? Yeah. Well, I guess you could you could pick like a Russian, like Nijinsky. Like if Nijinsky was, uh, you yes. know, a, a, ba- a ballet dancer. Yes. You know. And then it would be like, hey, we want to go see Nijinsky. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> uh, or like, I don't know, like a French sure, cellist. Sure. You know, like, come on, boys. Yeah. We're going to watch some cello get yeah. sawed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, and money. There was money behind it. So somebody they hired him. Like, look, thank absolutely. You, thank you so much for dancing. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. Is there any footage of his dancing that exists anywhere? Yes, I went to his uh, sort of library in Tokyo. He has like a little dance studio, and sure enough, they they had video of him. Wow. Yeah. And what was what was the dancing like? Was it kind of you know Martha Graham? Uh, yeah, sort of like uh, avant garde, kind yeah. of modern. Um, but then there were these pictures of him. In his dancing days, yeah, as different characters. So he would do these performances where he'd have like, you know, big fake beard yeah. or uh, just all kinds of like af- costumes and stuff. So he was a pretty artsy guy. Wow! And it was all solo. Yes. Work? Yeah. Yeah. All solo. Work. Wow. Yeah. It's so. It's so. I know. Great I, and I, it's weird. Great and weird. Yeah. Yeah. And also that he chose to do that. In, in the 40s, I, you know, there must yeah. have been a real passion that he was like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I feel yeah. like the 60s would have been easier. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, was it, was it, does your grandmother, did she say it was hard being a single mother in Germany at the time or? She kind of had her parents take care of my dad. Oh, so I, I think see. it was tough. Yeah. And then, you know, after, uh, after the Nazis fell, uh, I don't know any other way to put it. Right. Everyone sort of wasn't German anymore. So she went to Spain. Her husband. she's Persian. No, no, she's German. Oh, she's German. Oh, Yeah, the guy she was seeing was Persian. I see, I see. I'm sorry. It's so confusing. So the Persian is just sort of a wild card. Wild card. Wow. Just a a dude. Yeah, yeah. A friendly dude. But probably get you seated well at a, you know. Oh, yes. A kebab restaurant. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Uh, Faridin. uh, Oh, right this way, Please, please. (laughs) Why didn't you say so? Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, I think they all, no, all right, they all went to Spain and sort of yeah. were, were Spanish from right, there. Right, right. And then who, how do you end up? How did they end up here? My dad went to school in Mississippi. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, because it's you know yeah that's the word. Where else would you want to go? Of course, in yeah, 1963 yeah. or whatever. It right, was. right. And then where is it? Uh, hot and miserable. Yes, Mississippi. Oh, okay, I'll go there. Yes. Yeah. No offense, Mississippi. No, we love you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and many then that's, that's where my mom uh, went to school, University oh, okay. of Southern Mississippi. So they met there. They were both and where's your mom from originally? Venezuela. Venezuela, okay. And she's full-blooded a Venezuelan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You are just like a melting pot. I, I, this is, yeah. When I was a kid, I just wanted to be like everybody else. Yeah. So even the name, I was like, oh, I just want to be called Fred. Yeah. I just wanted to be like... Uh, as American as possible. Right. It's only when you're older that you have some pride about it. But right. I just wanted to fit in. Did you feel like your dad was like very German? No. Because I have a German dad and he's, he hates it, but he's pretty, I think he's pretty German. He, yeah, you know what? He wrote things down a lot. There were a lot of yeah. numbers. There's a lot of like writing down there. There's that sort of sense of uh, organization yeah. that I, I'm going to say is like a German trait. Yeah. And as I get to know my German side of my family. It's just how it is. Yeah. The sense of organization. Yes. I, I have, um, he had a kid. My dad, I have an older half-brother who's German, who lives in Germany. Oh, wow. And uh, his name is Fabricio. And uh, yeah, I didn't get to meet him until I was older. But anyway, wow. he's very German. I remember I went to go visit him and uh, I was get, getting, first of all, he was showing us some photos and I remember like 
kind of thumbing through them. And he was nervous about me disorganizing them. He was a little bit like, You'll get him no, out no, of no, order. no, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. And, um, and I remember taking a cup from his cupboard and he was like, no, that is a teacup. So it was a teacup. I, you know, and very, you were getting coffee. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, that's it. There's yeah, like, yeah. there, it, it, I, I mean, it's not a yeah, terrible yeah. trait. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I thought more, more of the angry. Like, was there a lot of free-floating anger in the household? Oh, weird. Uh, anger. I see Germans as like a sort of like, uh, it's like a quiet sort of like, no, we are not angry. Yeah, yeah. It comes out in some of the things they say, but yeah. there's not the, there's like not outward rage. Yeah, yeah. In my band days, I remember when we would get interviewed by Germans, they would say like kind of mean things, but in a very polite tone. Yes, yes. You, like, you, a, like a lawyer, like an yeah, LA like, lawyer. You, you, your band is not so good. Yeah. <laughs> you, you played here, and there's not many people here. <laughs> that really happened. They would point out, you know. So, yeah. is it hard to not be good yeah, and to yeah, be yeah. unsuccessful? Yeah, that, but it was those two things uh, together. I mean, that's that what we call a whammy. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah that, so that's. Well, I don't know if that's anger or what that is. But yeah, that, yeah. Um, that seems to be the case. Right. Wow. Well, now you grew up in wait, Long Island, though. But wait, your dad is German. Yeah. Well, my dad, Richter. Is a German name. Richter. Richter. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, uh, <laughs> my dad one time because he taught Russian or that was his job. He taught the Russian language, which he learned in the army. He'd started out in music school and then he knew he was he was going to get drafted. So he joined the army and they put him in language. You know, he tested high for language aptitude. Uh, the language school is in um Monterey, California. Wait, is, but he's, was he raised in the United States? Yes, or? yes, yes, yes. Okay, so he's of yes, German descent. Of German descent. Gotcha. But it was, okay. yeah, but like it, you know, like his father was German and, mm -hmm. it, you know. But he was one, he was, take, he was taking a group of students. He used to do it every summer, take a group of students to the Soviet Union to study the language. And one time they were coming back and they were sort of, in between, you know, that like in between where you don't have to go through customs, you know, like yes. that in between part in yeah. like Frankfurt or something like that. Yeah. And he was walking down this chute towards the next plane and he said there was like a, a Lufthansa uh, flight attendant that was going, Your boarding card, please. Your boarding card, please. Your board. And then my dad came and she went, Ihre boarding card, bitte. Like just looked at his face she and knew. knew yeah, <laughs> and he was so pissed about it. He was really legitimately pissed. Yeah. He didn't have a good relationship with his father, so he didn't like. Was but did he have German pride? Was he sort of like? Did you have like? No, if anything, German like shame. Shame, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 De shame. You grew up um, in Chicago, right? I grew up outside of Chicago. Yeah. All right, there's a big German community there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no. When I was when I was younger. There were German bars that, like, supposedly—I mean, like, yeah. I never witnessed it, but like, they'd have big Hitler's birthday parties no way. in these German bars. Like, a friend of mine once wow. had a, a friend of his worked at it as a, a bartender in one of these, and they're like little German tavern type places. And he came to open up the day, and I think Hitler Hitler's birthday is in April, very close to Conan's, by the way. Um, and uh, on Lincoln, I think. In Chicago, aren't there all those German oh, yes, yes. restaurants that, and taverns? Goes, yes, it goes through there. It's less so now. Yes, I mean, it's less, less so now, but yeah, th yeah there used to be re still really big and kind of still kind of German neighborhoods, kind of at the tail end yeah. uh, of when I lived there. But yeah, a friend of mine came in the day after Hitler's birthday to open up the bar and there were still some old, like really old men in the back of the bar. And when he opened the door and like, expose them to sunlight like cockroaches. One of them turned around all drunk and went, Heil Hitler! Whoa. Yeah, fun stuff. Yeah. Chicago. Chicago. Oh, Chicago. <laughs> but yeah, but, um, but yeah, but my, my, my Germans are all from central Illinois, mm -hmm. um, which was very, it had coal mining for a while. They, they had strip mining. And a so they had a bunch of German and French coal miners that came over to mine coal 
<laughs> in central Illinois until the coal was pretty much all gone. And then they were left because I'm also French. My grandmother's French. So that's so weird that there were Germans and French people who were like, yeah. we're, we're going to Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. And no offense to Illinois, but it, to, all of it, that stuff. I, uh, how did they end up in I these places? The one that always makes me that it's always amazing to me is everywhere you go in the world. Yeah. Like whether it and I mean, I've, I've had the opportunity to travel a good amount. But like you go to Rome, you go to New Zealand, you go to, you know, Alaska. Yeah. And there's a Chinese restaurant. Yes. With Chinese people like recently from China working yeah. there. Yeah. And I, it's like they're a placement agency. Like that's like I, making yeah. sure that the Chinese restaurants all over the world. Yeah. And have, that they pick these places. And they're like, this is yeah. where you want to be. I mean, that's I a mean, hard Rome, move. Rome makes sense. But like. The middle of Iowa. For me, if I was going to, if I was trying to go to another country, yeah. I'd just stick to the coast. Right, exactly. To where yeah, yeah. I'm from. So just in case. Yeah. Just in case you got to bug out quick. Where, where would we go? What if things went really south here? Right. I wonder where, if we but had see, to. like, say you had, say like something happens and you have to, like, life is untenable here. Yeah, yeah. For you. Yeah. And your family. Yeah. So you got to move to, let's just say, China. Yes. Where? But, uh, for what do you know about China? Zero. To be, yeah. I, I, would, like, I would go biggest city. Like, yeah. Whatever the biggest city is, just get me there so at least there's yeah, lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah, Or, but I mean, but there's also, I think uh, so much of what happens is, well, my uncle right. is in, you know. And they have a job. Yeah. There's a, they have you know, mining. Right. I guess. Exactly. Or yeah. Or, you know, my uncle opened a dry cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would love to do mining. Mining. Oh, I would love it. <laughs> I love holes. Oh, just, just chipping away at things <clears throat> and being in the dark and tink, 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 and, tink, tink. and like all the fear that things were going to oh, cave yeah, in. Yeah. Like I just never got the opportunity mm. to mine. <laughs> You could still, you know. I could do. Is there amateur mining? Is there a thing where, like, you could go into Malibu somewhere and just start chipping away into some? You have a backyard. Cave? Just start digging <laughs> there and see what you come yeah. up with. Yeah, with yeah. more than just shovels, I'm talking like yeah, build a tram, like get in there and like where it's yeah. real, where it's dangerous. Right, right. Where like the air is different. Yeah. I have to have oxygen brought down. And where and where little wooden carts can go for miles and miles and miles, <laughs> yeah. miles at top speed, yeah. Yeah, 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 and being chased. Yes, yeah. And yeah. then there's like, is it soot? What's all over my face? That'd be dirt or coal dust. Coal dust. That's usually coal dust when you see that. Yeah. When you air this, just can you edit? So sure. we said coal dust Absolutely. all the way through, so they didn't we, see. We my... don't edit this at all. Oh, you this have to. This is actually going right to the internet. I'm going to sound so dumb. <laughs> I'm. I just want, yeah, I just want everyone to know that I'm. You're like, real smart. Deeply intellectual. Yeah, yeah. Deeply. We can put that in the, like the. Yes. Deeply intellectual Fred Armisen. Yeah. On today's Poo Poo Town. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking in like, you know, d I'm using dumb phrasing, but really my brain is more. I know. Like, an, like, like an a steel trap. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the New Yorker. I can talk like one of those artifacts. Fancy pants. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. I'm Phoebe Judge host of the podcast, This Is Love. Stories about love and all of the surprising forms it can take. Like a man who finds a baby on a subway platform. A woman who spends most of her time alone until a fox starts coming around. And in one of my favorite episodes, we meet a man who forgot his wife and had to get to know her and fall in love all over again. Listen to new episodes of This Is Love wherever you get your podcasts. Can't you tell my love's a crow? Uh, now, you are from, you ended up, the family ended up in Long Island. Yes. My, my dad uh, got a job at IBM. Mm -hmm. 
in upstate New York. Or and what, did he, White do, what did he do there? What um, kind of stuff? Or was it like one of those things where I don't know what my dad does? It's more like that, where yeah, I'm yeah. like, it would change once in a while, and then I, I still kind of don't understand. Right, right. Like I still am that way about yeah. like business and money. I am too. I'm like, I don't. I'm a consultant. Okay, who isn't? Yeah, you know? yeah. You, people give you money to, and you tell them like what you think about stuff. Sounds pretty good, you know. And even like the cliche language they use for business people in movies and TV, that actually makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, uh, when does it do? When are the you know? When is the report yeah, due? The Johnson file. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, but that's as far as I, I can get with it. Yeah. Then I think later he did sort of internal audits for IBM. But uh, we lived on Long Island. That's where we grew up. Yeah. Yeah. And what was that like for you? I got to say, I really liked it. Because Long Island is a, is not just one place. You know, I mean, there's right. poor areas. There's f like the fanciest areas in yes. the world. This was and right then, in the middle. Like, in the middle, and, yeah. And it's very, uh, it was a suburb of New York, is a suburb of New York, Valley Stream. Yeah. Uh, half an hour out of the city. And, it, but even though it's suburban, it's very New York in the way it sounds. Yeah. Like real New York accent, more than I think Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Thick New York accents. And I, I gotta say, I had a great time. I loved my friends. We got to get into great music. Yeah. And, and my school was, Valley Stream Central was really nice. Yeah. And I, I gotta say, I really enjoyed it. Did, um, did you take advantage of the city much oh, as, yeah. a, as a young, like how oh, young yeah. are we talking about? 13 or 14. Maybe, oh, wow. Maybe 14. Like you and your friends going in by yourself? Yeah, we take the Long, Long Island Railroad. Wow, that's so, I, we were so terrified of the city when I was, a, I mean, I didn't. What was it for you then, Chicago? Chicago, yeah, And then yeah. where were you? Uh, I, but I was, we were like 60 miles out, but I oh, mean. Oh, that that, that's further out. Yeah, it's further out, but you could still like have your mom drop you off on a train and yeah. go to the city. Which we would do for you know, Cubs games and White Sox games yeah. and then school trips to museums. But mostly it was just like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to go to the oh, city. Ooh. I mean, we had a we had a little city nearby us, Aurora. Oh, yeah, I know Aurora. Yeah. yeah. And and that was not like my grandmother was uptight about going to Aurora. That's you so know? funny. Yeah. It just, you know, scared white people. Uh I think maybe because we were closer to it, like it was less scary. Like yeah. We were right by Queens. Yeah. And uh, we'd go in anyway for, for Christmas and stuff. You know, they yeah, would go into yeah. we we would do Radio that. City Music yeah. Hall and stuff. The, we'd have uh, eat. Uh, they had a giant Christmas tree at Marshall Field's department store. Oh. And no. every year uh, my aunt would take me. I know Marshall that. Fields. That's, yeah. That's still going, right? It's a Macy's now. Wow. Macy's bought it. But it's still a big old beautiful yeah build that building yeah, is fancy great. old apartment store yeah. yeah but yeah we used to go in and take the line on railroad and yeah. uh go to shows once in a while and we'd save up like 30 dollars and that was like a million dollars like whoa yeah you know, buy stuff and um but it wasn't that far what neighbors neighborhoods were you hanging out in once you got to the city oh that's very, very specific it was like penn station take the subway down to West 4th Street. So just uh, Greenwich Village. Just Greenwich Village, yeah, yeah. Uh, and back then it was very, you know, you do not go to the Lower East Side. That I'm not saying that's my wisdom. That was like, yes. remember, don't go anywhere lower than whatever, 2nd right, right. Avenue. Right, right. So we just stuck to that. Yeah. I, also, why did we listen? That's so <laughs> weird that we were teenagers and we're like, we're not supposed to go. Like, yeah, why yeah, did yeah. we listen to that? But we did. We just were like, we'll stay in the West Village, get records and, and go home. yeah. And so and music was, like, when you, you started out in music before you started out in comedy. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and you started playing in bands? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe when I was, like, 16 or so. Yeah. We'd, uh, we'd play in bands, and we being me and my friends. Yeah. And, Punk or? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Punk all the way. Yeah. We were way into, like, The Clash and The yeah. Dead Kennedys and bands like that. And did you just play drums? Yes, I just played drums. Yeah. Like little by little later, I would start playing guitar just for me in my life. But right. it, the drums were my instrument. Yeah. Also, my parents got me drums. So <laughs> that does decide it. It does. And well, it's also yeah. like uh, I sometimes I like to pretend like and then I fought my way through trying to be a drummer. And it's like it was, it was very su more supported. Yeah, yeah. Than I pretend that it right. is. Were you known as a fun? You must have been known as a funny person, too. That, I mean, or. I think that like. My, like, with my friends, we were all funny. Yeah. And I really think that... Well, where are those losers now, though? 
I mean, they're not on this podcast. Well, you know, George Carlin was one of my boys. What? You know, oh we, and oh, he was hilarious. That must have been weird because there's an age difference. It's <laughs> <laughs> George Carlin and that 13 year old. I was actually first going to try to think of someone really young to really throw it <laughs> off, you know? <laughs> Pete Davidson. Yeah, was like my he best was, friend. but I don't yeah. know why George Carlin popped into my head. Oh, and I should we should mention George Carlin is a well-known comedian. Yes. From uh, from the uh, days of yore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so look him up. <laughs> uh, no, but, um, you know, I really do feel like it was the group of us were all yeah. funny in our own different ways. And did, one, did you have any drive to be a comedian, too? Or was it just about music? Or you know, I, You know what's weird? There was like a weird thing where like the bands that I liked did have that element. Yeah. So I was really into Devo. Yeah, yeah. And Talking Heads. And there was something, whatever that's called, like. It's an not, irony, I think. An irony, the best yeah, thing. yeah. There's yeah. something, there is something humorous about it. It's not dead serious yes. in its own way. So, And also Keith Moon. I remember seeing pictures of him, like, in costumes and stuff. So w- there was something about that that I kind of really wanted to be. Yeah. And I, I watched SNL all the time. And yeah. So I would watch the bands on there, but I was also just watching all those different casts. Yeah. I, I used to love SNL so much. Yeah, yeah. And so that mixture, whatever that is, you know, guests were on Letterman, I remember. Mm-hmm. There was something about them, just the way that, you know, when they had like a sort of a banter between like, you know, a guest who's been on a bunch of times. Yeah. That I, I really liked. No, also. there was something about Letterman that... Yeah. That... Because you and I are about the same age. I think We're so. We're both born in 66, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm October great. 28th. Hey, I'm December 4th. Oh, nice. Hey. Yeah. You're a little younger than me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, now I feel really... Uh, That's so like funny. authority figure over you. Um, Letterman presented like a, a kind of a sensibility that I didn't even know was mine. You know what I mean? Yes. When yeah. you're a kid and you put on this show and it... And I mean, I remember... It being like that shows weird, and yeah. then watching it and being like, "Oh, it is," and I like it. Yeah, whatever and this it world speaks is to me. Yeah. yeah, and that goes not just the bits, but also like the guests, like yeah. Crispin Glover uh, or, or David Byrne, yeah, or, like, or um, who was that? That, um, that old man that the, was the, like the a angry, the yeah. angry priest. Yeah, the angry old man, the father. Oh, what was it? That's funny that we thought of the same yeah, guy. Yeah, you yeah. know who I mean? Like, I think he had I a, know exactly what I mean. He had. He kind of had like a Klaus Kinski kind of Charles Bukowski exactly. vibe to him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. Father. It's, yeah, you're right. And and when you'd hear he was on, it would be like, oh, good. Yeah. No, brother. It was brother. Uh, that was it. Brother Theodore. Brother Theodore. It was Brother Theodore. Yeah. So um, let me do another take where I remember it right away. And then yeah. just. Um, <laughs> remember. Letterman and Brother Theodore. Oh, my God. Brother Theodore. He, I mean, he's always right in the front of my mind. Right in the front. <laughs> I say his name before I even know who it is. The name came first. Yeah, and that was also, you know, you'd get Pee Wee Herman. That's right. You know, it would come on, and I think like they're not promoting anything. No, it was just they were just on. Right, right. Like I, like Pee Wee Herman too would do. Like I remember so distinctly him doing a very kind of. Harry Dog, Norm Macdonald, kind of long, long joke about, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. about an armless guy that was a bell ringer who would <laughs> ring the bell by smacking his face into it <laughs> yeah. on a running start. And one time he missed and falls off the bell tower and somebody goes, they gather around and people go, you know, oh my God, who is it? Who is it? And the person that's holding the, the guy looks up and goes like, I don't know his name. But his face rings a bell. And he took like seven minutes of network television time to tell that joke. Yeah. And it was one of the most delightful things I had ever experienced, you know? Yeah. Just, and and even like, then when I got to do a show like that, the time, there were times when we would waste the audience's time and it was just the best, you know? There's like, well, you did the the literal thing of wasting people's time the frankenstein thing oh yeah 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 exactly yeah. <laughs> yes yes that's right yeah like i remember i can people will uh there's there's one of my favorite and we we played it there's like a bit where mm. a guy comes in and glues conan's mug and then dies and then there's 
<laughs> a funeral for him and then there's like a long they they put together a rock video tribute to him that's like him being taken to Valhalla like it's like metal <laughs> music video and I just somebody re- just when they showed it at rehearsal and we did the bit I was just like it's so long. I just kept giggling, going, it's so time long. Time was different then. Yeah. I didn't even measure time, experienced it differently. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, God, you're, the the remotes you guys would do. Yeah. I kind of love those. Yeah, it was fun. Those it was a weird, it's a weird thing to do. Did you ever do any work like, well, I know that you kind of got started doing kind of prank videos, didn't you? Yeah. 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 And and this is while you're playing in, a, in bands, right? It was at the end of it. Because, oh, really? Because I was kind of going... Nowhere with with being in bands. Yeah. And by nowhere, I, I love my band. We, you know, had a great time. But other bands would get really famous. I see. So. Uh, Wait, did you uh, ever go to college? I don't know that. School of Visual Arts. School of Visual Arts. I, okay. I didn't finish, but I went for three years. I see. And you just as, decided as this is not going to happen. For, for the band. But being. bands, yeah. Yeah. It was just, you know, it, it just it ran its course. And how old are you at this time? 29 or 30. Oh, wow. Just, yeah, a little older than yeah. people getting into comedy. Uh, and then I just um, was started making these videos with bands where I was interviewing them as different characters. Yeah. And that sort of made the rounds. And I, I worked at Lounge Acts. Uh-huh. And, and so I would do karaoke night there as different characters, hosting it. Um, so, yeah, that's the, very quickly my life just started, it just became evident that switched, I should be doing switch tracks. Yeah. 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 Was that, was it a calculated thing or were you just kind of following the fun? Following the fun. Yeah. And following like uh, open doors, opportunities, just the things I would be invited to do. Hey, will you host this variety yeah. show downtown or something? That kind of thing. Or, or like uh, making little videos and stuff. And then I started doing some prank videos for, for HBO. Yeah. Um, but the first time I was ever on like TV, TV was on Conan. But, yeah, we were we talked about that a little bit before, and Paula, I yeah, Paula and I, me. Paula Davis who books this podcast. Yeah, um, she brought. Did she see one of your videos? Is that how that? She saw me um, live somewhere. I think it was in. It could have been Chicago, because uh, I started doing characters on stage and, and touring with them. Yeah, or just going to different cities, and, and and then um, would you just would you someone book you, or would you yeah, just kind of, yeah, yeah, sort of like, or maybe I'd show my video and do yeah. it. But uh, it was like if there was like a lineup of different comedians, and then I mean, someone would say, "Hey, Fred, I got some things lined up for you," in like a manager type, or you do um, just. It was more kind. Of, like I remember Zach Galifianakis got me onto a couple things. I see. He had seen me in L.A. at Largo. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Paula was the first person to just put, to put me on. Yeah. And what was Conan's that? Show. It was a uh, self defense expert, uh-huh. based on a real Chicago guy, who would go on Oprah and he would say, you know, he would teach people how to hold. Oh, a, I remember that a guy. bag. Yeah, like, yeah. I can come right up to you and just take your bag. Yeah. Why are you holding it like that? Right. Then he did one with cars where people would be driving and he'd open their car door and like, well, you leave it unlocked. And um, <laughs> it, I mean, it was set up, but it was still like sure to alarm people into yeah, like yeah. you're being complacent. So I just did a guy like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know how to pre- like a fake guest kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. a fake. You know things yeah. ways, uh, defend yourself, and that's what I did on Conan. And um, I mean, I'll never forget it because that's the first time I had like cameras on me. You know, with red lights on. Yeah. And I remember thinking in the moment. That I loved it. I was like, ah, oh, this is exactly where I want to be. Oh, wow. I love this. And you didn't know that before? No. Wow. I was sort of, you know, on, on my way into it. And then yeah. once it happened, oh, I loved it. It's just like, the you know, the length of time of doing a, a, a set on Conan, everything about it was like nice and short. Yeah. All Isn't of that, that stuff. I know. I'm, it's the best. I have such a bad attention span. That, oh, like, I'm not a... Yeah. I can't do long things. I the, when it, like the notion of being a stand-up comedian like a that involves homework, you know, like you yeah. have to go home and like wait, I have to write like a term paper but it's jokes? No, yeah. thank you. Yeah, and yeah. then to come up with a half an hour or an of, hour. Yeah, or an hour of stuff yeah. then that you like like no no. no. I, don't, I don't I I'm not interested in myself enough. To think like, what could do I have to say for a half an hour? Yeah, or like I'm a, enjoy, like five minutes time. of me is enough, you know. 
Same goes for um, writing movies. I don't know how people do it. Yeah. So, Just the, yeah, the whole nine. Like, that is so long. I know, I know. I have, I, I wrote one feature length script and kind of felt like, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. And, it, you know, it just sits in a drawer somewhere, you know. Um, yeah. Because it's profoundly racist. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, right. really. It was different back you, then. You want to wait until the times turn again. Yeah, it was different in 2002. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I just, but yeah, it's the short part of it, the shortness it. of it is, and I, it's kind of like, especially, and then working for Conan, then coming back to work for Conan for yeah. the 11 years, uh, like I'm almost kind of ruined with full, you know, like long, longer type things. Oh, totally. I just got so used to, A, being employed <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so, I, you know, like the hustle aspect is kind of lost. Yeah. And then, but also too, like, like, you know, the notion of like coming, pitching something and developing something. I'm like, oh, can't I just think of it on the drive to work and put it on TV that yes. night? And then it airs yes. that night. Yeah, it's so much better. Kind of has yeah. an ending, kind of doesn't have an right, ending. Right, right. And that's oh. all, you know, it's like it wasn't, because especially too, I find in the the more drawn out the process that I have to sit with one of my ideas, the less it good it becomes. Yeah. It's like I get so bored with my own thing. I'm yeah. like, I don't even care. Why don't you just do it? Yeah. The you whole know? thing becomes like a, a chore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. But. Um, but we're not complaining about work. Everyone out there, we love our right, jobs. Right. I love. I love. Oh we love God. doing I it. Love, There's just some some I things love that work. Show I business. Love it's all. Work. You know what? Everything about it is appealing, as the song says. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things. Everything about There's it. There's no business <laughs> like show business. Everything about it is appealing. Everything about no! it. No. <laughs> no. That's so wrong. You know. Also, <laughs> that's like. Steel milling, everything about it is appealing. <laughs> the manufacture of steel doesn't yeah. involve any deaths, you know. <laughs> There's nothing that, uh, like, everything about it is Everything appealing. about it is appealing. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if there is. I wanted no. to, you know. Ice cream, yeah. everything about it is appealing. No. Sex is maybe. Well, not everything. Well, how about orgasms? Just the everything orgasm about it is a, part. Well, what about, the you mess? know. The mess? <laughs> Or the you know the embarrassment when you were a teenager, right, right, right. So that no, not everything bus, about it is is, you know? is appealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, especially when it, you're shamed for it. What did you? Do? Yeah, or you don't have a you don't have a system. <laughs> That's right, right. When yeah, you're yeah, a yeah. teenager, you're just like I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it happened. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, when you to, for you to start in. Because it's a fairly unique start. Your start in comedy is fairly unique. Yeah. And it happened, like, I don't, I honestly, I can't think of anybody else that kind of, you know, was doing one other thing and then just kind of started. And then, because it happened pretty fast that you were yeah. getting to do stuff on a professional level. And I wonder if just kind of falling into it sideways helped you kind of not feel like it was undoable. Definitely. Yeah. It felt so accidental that uh, the pressure was off. Yeah. Because I didn't have designs on being a comedian. So I think it even helped my uh, audition at SNL. Yeah. To that it was also insane that I'd, I was drumming so recently before that audition. Yeah. That the whole thing, it seemed... um preposterous yeah the whole thing i was like this is crazy yeah um so i didn't have that feeling of like this is my moment get it together yeah you know this is it, it i can't wait to call my mom to tell her you know none of that it was yeah just, yeah like this is insane oh my god i got to meet lauren michaels yeah it was more of that yeah yeah can't believe i'm in the studio this is what the studio looks like yeah um and i think that helped to relax everything after you got the job on snl did that would those moments come back? Like, yeah. would you have those moments like, oh, God, I got to put up now, you know? Um, it was a combo. Yeah. So, like, there was a little bit of like, okay, let me let me uh, rein this in and see, uh, try to. But um, but the attitude of uh, this is new to me, I still have it sometimes. Yeah. Because 
every new uh, opportunity or job or whatever it is, it always it always seems a little crazy to me. Yeah, in a good way. Yeah, but uh, so it it still sticks. I mean, I'm no longer like, wow, I was just playing drums yesterday. But there is an element of, I, I just some some of the stuff is just so nothing I could have imagined. Yeah, yeah. So it is, and it is. I think too, as you do it, because it also it just makes sense for if you if you you know if you get on SNL with a kind of a feeling of like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. You might as well keep try and keep that going rather yes. than say like, okay, now it's time to be a serious buckled down comedy guy. You totally. know, yeah, and especially since I don't come from, I don't know how punchlines work as, as like some comedians do right and like the rhythm of all the rules yeah, all the rules and stuff so yeah. um but i think that uh yeah that helped me throughout being there and then there's like quick lessons you just learn yeah just from being around all these people who do know the rules right um and i don't need to tell you this but you you just you you know the whole thing about just editing things down and yeah. just cutting things until they're you know down to the bone yeah without any uh ego yeah. preciousness then yeah yeah that, that was the main thing yeah yeah the lack of ego is very very important when you're churning out comedy yeah like you gotta let go uh, there as a friend of mine who wrote on the conan show said once pitch it once if it's turned down and you really believe in it pitch it again and then it, and then if you still really 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 feel like they're missing out you can pitch it a third time. After yeah. that, it's dead. Yeah. And there are some, there have been some writers that have been through that place. Yeah. That would be like write a bit and then have their heart broken. Yeah. And it's, it's like, oh, honey, don't do that. No, it's, no. All of these children are going to die. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's, it's, like, a, it's a waste to, yeah. Like, yeah. There, we, there'd be, you know, because we do produce bits yeah. and it's hard. Like, I would never have had the nerve to be able to look at a produced bit that, and then go, nah, it, it doesn't work or yeah. it's not good enough. Yeah. And then we'll, you know, and, bef and especially like before the internet where it just would kind of get tossed away. But I had Conan and Robert Smigel who had been on SNL and who understood the brutality yeah. of the necessary brutality of the process. Yeah. Uh, and I quickly could get on board with that and be like, oh, all right, you know, like something. Because also, too, I, my thing with comedy is nobody's the expert. No. You no. just, for the sake of efficiency, pick one person to dis in the room yeah. to decide it's going to be this way. Yeah. Because everybody, in terms of like that, is this funny? Eh, yeah. You know, it's like. Yeah. If it's or if it's not funny, it might work in some other weird yeah, way. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, or yeah, or it just might be for another. Sh like you know, and, uh, it's funny, but it's not for this show and that kind and of thing. And then you do it on your friend's show, or, yeah, or whatever, or some stage thing somewhere, and then that gets you yeah. know, exercised or whatever. You you have, um, I mean, you do so many different things, especially now. Like you're you still kind of you still are technically the musical director. Yeah, for Seth Meyers' show. Yes. Our Flag Means Death. You're on Rona Who Lives by the River, which is an upcoming series. Um, and you're still, you you still do uh, the documentary now? Yeah. Yeah. You do year. so many different things. And what I have always loved about you is that there is a, like, A, you're always having fun. Like, I never, ever sense that you aren't having fun. Even if the thing isn't working the best, you know, like SNL bits that yeah, weren't working the yeah. best, you can tell that you're having fun. You're in the moment, but it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. And has that is that something that you came to, or is that because I that's I believe in that so much. Yeah, that it like you can't it can't matter too much. I don't know about drama, but in comedy, that's different. Yeah. yeah, in comedy, yeah. it can't matter too much. No. Because there's something temporary about it, Absolutely. which is great. Absolutely. Um, and I also kind of believe in the um, – by the way, thank you for saying that. Sure. Um, <clears throat> side note, we uh, on one of the projects, Portlandia, we had you on. I was on that one, yes. But that's um, no longer. 
That's so, yeah. We yeah, because you eight, had eight, enough eight of, that of that fucking Brownstein woman. Right? Yeah, yeah. Done. Bye. See you go, later. Go Slater Kenny somewhere else. Yeah. What do I look like? Yeah. Um, what, you think you can just hop from music to comedy? Yeah, what do you think this is? How dare she? Okay, we're going to erase all those Portlandia tapes. <laughs> we're going to erase them from people's point. minds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, and I was going to get, well, I, I have more port specific Portlandia questions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah. The, kind of feeling there, like. There was, there was the, that disposition of, like, I think I, it's from being in music of, like, yeah. for that long. Yeah. That kind of got me prepared for that. Joe Strummer once said. I promise you, this is not something I can always say at every. I, 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 this is something that I think, but I don't really talk about that much. Yeah. <clears throat> is he said that like an album should feel a little bit like a newspaper, or a band should feel like a newspaper, where there's just like it can keep moving, yeah, and it's okay that it moves past it, yeah. So it's less precious, yes. Well, I definitely think that about comedy. Yeah, I, I mean, I look at things that I remember as being absolutely hilarious. Yeah, and watching them, and it's it isn't even necessarily that. Oh, I know where this is going, or yeah. you know, it's just like mm, no, it's just worked at the time. Yeah, great. The, the magic is kind of worn off, and yeah. then there's other things that last forever. But yeah, but I think comedy more than any other thing, yeah, has a shelf life. It's yeah. like you which know, is great. Yeah, it's great that it's like that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. I'm Phoebe Judge, host of the podcast This Is Love, Stories about love and all of the surprising forms it can take. Like a man who finds a baby on a subway platform. A woman who spends most of her time alone until a fox starts coming around. And in one of my favorite episodes, we meet a man who forgot his wife and had to get to know her and fall in love all over again. Listen to new episodes of This Is Love wherever you get your podcasts. Can't you tell my loves are You mentioned Portlandia. Yeah. Um, was it a daunting idea to go from SNL to? Um, I mean, you started Portlandia while you were still on. Yeah, yeah, SNL. I was still there. And uh, but to go do your own sketch comedy, it was lo low pressure as well. Oh, because, really? Because it was uh, IFC. It was like right. a little channel that. So it was a little bit like having uh, a sort of uh, YouTube show. Or yeah, something. It's, it's the equivalent of that. Yeah. Where, um, and then also that it was with Carrie. Yeah. So um, it, because she's my f old friend, it felt like, oh, let's just do this for fun and we'll get to hang out in Portland all summer. Yeah. So it uh, it didn't have – it wasn't like leaving SNL and now I have to do another NBC show. Yeah. It wasn't that. That's like pressure. This was, was she like, already living there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Still does. Did um, you have to convince her to – that she, you know to do a comedy show or was she oh up no no for we it? were they, the um the project itself was both of us oh I see I, um I was friends with her and uh, as I got to know her we're like we should work on something together and then the idea of a band just seemed so cliche and yeah. like yeah we put out a record and you know it just something about it was like not interesting for either of us yeah but. We thought, like, what about Portland? Because that's where I would visit her. Like, yeah. What, do, what can we do with being here? And then it just, we started doing the feminist bookstore and a couple other sketches. And then that it, immediately we're like, this is something we can do. Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, that town is a really beautiful, fun, yeah. awesome town, yeah. but also really ripe for yeah. <laughs> getting having a little bit of the air yeah. taken out of it, yeah. you know? And it was like, it was also my experience in different, even in parts of LA. Yeah. You know, Silver Lake. Sure. Or, or Brooklyn and sure. stuff. It, this thing was happening it's just already. An it's an epicenter But that's an epicenter. Yeah. That's where yeah. it, like, it, it was um, devoid of other cities around it. Yeah. Like, whereas, you know, Brooklyn had Manhattan. But there's something about Portland that was very sort of like an island of, of that. Yeah. Um, and it's also the way we, we were living. 
I yeah. was attracted to that stuff anyway. Yeah, yeah. Those cool bookstores and stuff. How much of it was, I mean, was there some of the stuff that you kind of poked fun at about it that had a real kind of like, oh, come on, as opposed to like, I love this and it could take some gentle prodding. I mean, was there some of it that was really... Oh, you mean like reactions from other people? No, no. I mean, you're, you're feeling about, you know, like like pickling things. Yeah, yeah. Like, were you really like, it's fun that people are pickling things or was there an aspect of, come on, enough with the pickling? No. It yeah. was more like in the writer's room, uh-huh. uh, anything that resonated. So I see. like, oh, what can we do? Um, I just feel like I'm seeing pickling a lot. Like, yeah. it's just like jars of it. In Artisanal pickles. So let's just write the sketch. Yeah. Um, the, the very first sketch was put a bird on it. Yep. And that was Carrie's idea where she's like, I noticed that any, you know, shop, even like chain stores will have something with a bird on it to make it look a little more, you know, I don't retro, know, retro and, and homey. Yeah. And, and, um, and so that, that it was anything that resonated. So yeah. it, it was less of, oh, we're sick of this and more like, oh, I think that is something that's happening yeah. everywhere. I mean, that's a better way to do it too, because it is. I mean, my, the way I suggest it is like, it's already kind of dead. You're already kind of looking back on yes. something that's, that's kind of grown beyond its, yes. you know, its necessary size. Like it, um, Target is a good place to see. Like you'll see things in Target. That, that's when you know it's sort of jumped yeah, yeah. over to <laughs> it. Like, like yeah. those light bulbs, you know, they're very like, you know, those new artisanal light bulbs. You yeah. See where you see that have the, tons of yeah, yeah, now filaments sort of everywhere. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck those light bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've been talking for quite a while and it's been really fun. And I, uh, could no, but there's a couple, longer. there's like four more things we can do to make it longer. What do you, like what? Well, let's go over uh, my contributions to uh, the writing. St- no, <laughs> <laughs> mm, I, was, no. I actually had a pan out. I'm getting <laughs> ready to do, write this um, shit down. Let's do 50 minutes on Big Mouth. Sure, sure, I sure. A voice on there. Let's, you know what? Uh, we haven't said a fucking word about Ukraine. You, yeah, no, we haven't brought that oh, up. Oh, boy. You know, there's a war there. There's a, I think of it as a war. I I'm do too. Sorry. I do too. There's a lot I'm of people are afraid to use that word about, I mean, Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, because they don't know if it's the. Yes. You know. Yeah. It's, yeah. And Russia, come on. Come on. I'll say something. <laughs> That's Put new, it live. Go, go new, live with it. Go, new, I want it out there. New political action. Russia, come on. Come on, guys. Come on. Uh, <laughs> well, that was, I mean, you used to do a bit of a guy with a newspaper. And that was kind of, yeah, did Nicholas that guy have Fain. a name? Nicholas Fain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like a mix between like uh uh, David Cross, Mark Maron. Yeah, like yeah. Those sort of alternative right. uh, kind of comedian. And you would just bring out a paper and go like, oh, look at this. Yeah. Abortion. I mean, where are, what yeah, are we what thinking? Are you, are you, uh, this is in the paper? You yeah. can't. And it was, the joke was that I would never finish the Right, right. Never come up yeah. with anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Nothing. I mean, I told those guys. It was just, you know, a style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, well, they weren't offended by it. No, no. Yeah. I will. I will think of those they people. Should have been. Yeah, yeah. I was bringing them down. You were skewering those yeah. fuckers. Yeah. How dare they? <laughs> um, I mean, like I said, you do so much different stuff. And is that is that necessary for you? Like, if you got yeah. on, a, you know, like a series, a you know, like a single camera series that like took up all your time, like would that be rough for you? You think? I would figure out a way to make it work with other stuff. Yeah. So I approach it all like my first thought is always yes like let me you know if someone asks me to do something yeah i go let me see if it's possible to do it and then when it is i just work other stuff into it and and it's weird because i never think of it as like i'm trying to do a lot yeah i always think of it as like what's this will be fun for this month right or i'll think of a location if someone offers me something like oh that might be fun to be in whatever (laughs) baltimore i know i know know, i i totally i miss that aspect of Okay, sure, I can spend a month in Dallas. Let's yeah, see how that is. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And Dallas is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Where I'm like, yeah, I would like to get to know that place. Right, right. Um, so that's kind of how, how I approach it. And then later, it, it it looks like I've been doing a lot. Right. At the end of the year, I'll go, oh, man, that was a lot of stuff. Yeah. But, but really, it just feels like a bunch of yeses. When you, I mean, because like I say, SNL came relatively soon into your uh, comedy career did you always feel like i got to keep things going on the outside because i mean there's so many people that 
would just kind of be like, well, you know, I'm on SNL. What more do I, why do I need to push? Um, yeah, that it was, but it felt more because of it's only uh, 20 weeks out of the year. Yeah. So, uh, or less. It was even less than that. How many? Well, you get the 18? summer off kind of. Yeah. So the summer would be off yeah, and then yeah. it's just like a sort of, you know, I, stuff I like to do. Right. So doing stand up or whatever or Portlandia or documentary yeah. now, it's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and doing, I remember, do I mean, I was on just about every version of Conan's show. Yeah. 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 Many times. And even that, like that felt like a good work day. I was like, yeah. I went in, thought something through. Although now looking back, I'm like, why? I kept trying to think of bits for every appearance. I'm like, why did I do that? Yeah. Like, why didn't I just go on and sit there and just talk? But I think it was, I got caught up in like, I better think of something. Yeah. No, there, there was a pressure to do that. And there were definitely people that would come on every time and really bring stuff, you know, like I remember from the early days, like when Ben Stiller would come on, he, I always, I mean, cause I, I mean, I kind of knew him and, you know, and yeah. he's a nice person and a funny guy and I like his work, but I was always like really impressed by like, yeah. I mean, there was like one where he like hung upside down or something uh, for half the show. <laughs> and I was like, there's nobody else coming yeah. in and going like, I'm going to hang upside down for half the show or, yeah. um, and then Adam Pally always where Will Ferrell used yeah. to come in and like always. leprechaun outfits and stuff. Yeah. And I, it, it was definitely we like that because oh, okay. we liked bringing something because you're doing a show and it's kind of loose and you're doing it four nights a week, five nights a week, depending on on what part of the run it was. But it is nice to know, well, in this bit, there's some actual stuff that we've rehearsed and that we see as opposed to. Let's just talk about stuff and see what happens. Oh, you know? this is so good to know. Yeah. Until this moment, I thought, I was like, I wonder if they're like, oh, God, are going to do some bit? I don't know. No, no. Bring it was some... the exact opposite. Oh, good. And especially when it was, well, I mean, like, if it's, I don't know, you know, if it's like, uh, you know, Milo Ventimiglia, like I being, I want to do a comedy bit, I don't think we would have been like, hooray, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But if it's you, for sure, or Adam Pally or Ben yeah. Stiller, you know, or Will Ferrell. That's funny um, you brought up Adam Pally. He's he's good at those. Oh yeah, you know, he's he, done like cre- like yeah, yeah like yeah. really committed to stuff to the yeah to the point where when I talk to him, I think he's kind of feels well. I mean, there's no, I mean, there's just the podcast now. But I mean, I I towards I think he felt like he painted himself into a corner, like yeah, yeah. you know, like oh my god, what do I have to cut off my head in the next episode <laughs> or the next appearance? How well, do you feel? How do you feel about uh, doing this podcast? I feel like this is fantastic that there's like i don't know it's it just reaches so many people i and i get to pry into people's lives that's right like if we were just ha- i don't i wouldn't ask as many prying questions if no. we were just you know having a drink or no. something yeah it's funny how like when if we all hang out as this is a comedian thing you just which i love but it's goes into bits mostly oh. and we live there yes which is fine yeah but it's almost he, becomes less that yes. in the podcast. Even when sharing stuff, it mostly becomes bits. Yeah. 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 It's like and our I, language. And also, too, I'm always amazed by I'll see a, a comedian friend and someone who's not a comedian will say, uh, what are they doing right now? Like work wise. Yeah. Be like, I don't know. You know, yeah. and they're like, what? You didn't ask? Like, yeah. No, I don't give a shit you know. what anybody's doing. I don't care what jobs they have. I think they don't give a shit either. No, I, no Sometimes I, they have to say something about work, but they're just like, what is this thing I did three months yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And besides, I would just get terribly envious. No. Like, just when I read down everything that you're doing, I was like, no, no. Oh, I want to be the band leader of <laughs> Late Night with Seth Meyers. You know what? You are. Oh, goody. Wow. I don't say that's a bad... You're abdicating the throne. You're abdicating the Officially. Well, there you, you go. You are. Hmm. Well, hello, Seth. I'm Hi, just going to show up. <laughs> Hi, Seth. I'm here. Oh, I don't know how to play music. It's been he records, though. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you... Is there, is there something missing from your life? Like, is there something that you're not doing? And it doesn't have to be a work thing. I mean, it could, you know, opening up a pancake restaurant or something. Um, I love my life, right? Like it's, 
I, it's perfect. It's, yeah. it's everything I ever wanted. I get to do so much. I keep getting to meet heroes of mine. So work-wise, I'm, I feel really good. I, this, and this is going to sound like a joke, but I want to work on, this is going to sound like, a, but I really, this is not a bit. Okay. And I don't want to give anything away, but I want to work on uh, like walkers, you know, like canes and walkers. Yeah. They're so depressing that I want to like come up with some kind of a walker <laughs> for old people Yeah, that aren't so depressing. They're, yeah. they're just like, I just feel like people into music like we're all getting older. Right. So I'm like, where's the cool looking? Like, right. Why is everything else? Why have we done that with everything else? But right. in the in the field of like medical equipment, mm-hmm. it's all just a bummer. Yeah. So I'm just saying it out loud so that I actually get it together to actually Well, ha- have you seen them? Because I take care of some elderly people yeah. in my life. Have you seen the ones that like have a little, it's like a walker with a seat and with a seat on it yeah. that they sit on too. Yeah. And those are, in, those can come in like red. Yes. You There's got to be something, you know, for, better than for, that. But yeah. Or yeah. like, why not? I don't like carbon know, fiber, something like that or rubber or like Wi-Fi, a, or some sort of <laughs> game of Thrones, you know, yeah. something. And like, it, it's just this one it's area. It's made out of human it, bones. Yeah. Just the, the, yeah. that's the one area that like no one's, gone crazy with, right right you know like why you know we do it with cars we do it with everything else so yeah that's it i'm i'm just i didn't prepare for this interview right you asked this oh, question and uh <laughs> <laughs> what if someone prepared for an interview sally i'm glad you asked <laughs> i've got this foundation <laughs> for <laughs> i'll tell you what i want to do yeah open a pancake restaurant yeah. you gotta you do have to uh answer the the part uh, which is the kind of the so what have you learned? Like, what kind of okay. lessons can you pass on oh, great. to our listeners okay. so that they can live uh-huh. an Armisen life? Um, I really do feel like everything works out. Yeah? I really do. Um, I just feel like, I even if it sounds like a cliche, like, don't worry, but, like, really just, like, obsessing about things going right or wrong is just, like, there are so many... Uh, unexpected happy surprises that yeah. it, it all becomes worth it and it all and I'm not just talking about me just people that I know yeah uh, I'm trying to like rephrase like saying or you know don't sweat the small stuff but I do really feel like things really do work out for rather be for proved better. wrong thinking something's going to be good than proved right that it's going to be shitty yeah, yeah absolutely yeah so um, let's see what if I okay I, yeah I'll, I'll leave it at that but I'm trying to think if there's anything else I've learned uh, any life hacks um travel light travel light it's not worth no underwear no underwear yeah. absolutely absolutely no suitcase really ball of t-shirts in your hand <laughs> and you're good ball of <laughs> could you hold these for me <laughs> while i put There's some sugar luggage. in my coffee <laughs> uh well, Fred, this has been uh, this has made my day. The We're talking day. on a Monday. It's been a this is a nice right. way to kick off the nice week. Nice morning conversation. Yeah, we a real sweet spot. Eleven a.m. Absolutely. Not you know, after lunch is like ugh. yeah, right. Right before. Yeah, so this is perfect. This yeah, is like a perfect and for me, this is like when the when the medication is really yeah still my friend. Yeah, by two p.m. You know, no. Then the medication starts to work against me. Yeah, yeah. That's we I don't learned, want that. I learned that from Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyhow, well, Fred Armisen, thank you so much, Andy Richter. Thank um, you. You can uh, check out Fred's work by uh, turning on a television. Uh, although you and you were in, you are Cranky Kong in the Super Bra- Mario Brothers. Yeah. Movie. Was that a lot of work, or was that like a day? It was day? like. Uh, a long time of work so I wouldn't hear from them for a yeah, couple yeah. months and then all of a sudden I'd go in and re- but it's been a couple of years and then uh, that was uh, it was awesome yeah because that was all like Zoom and stuff the The director was in France or something and uh-huh. then, yeah it was, it was awesome you need to have, you, for a Super Mario Brothers you, you gotta have a Frenchman 
Is, well, he was American or is American, uh, but living in, or he was working out of France. Probably it, bought a beret locally so he could blend in. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, two, do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. Hello, uh, do. Uh, Hello do. Fred. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't France like that? It is the ultimate American dream. To live in France? To work in France, I think, is like the ultimate, like, if you, any occupation you're in. Yeah. If you say to someone, hey, I'm actually going to France for a year. It is the ultimate, like, whoa. It does seem super classy. Yeah. And yeah, there's something yeah. about it that's like, oh, you're really successful in your field. Right. No matter what it is. Yeah. And it's more challenging than going to work somewhere where the English is the language. Yeah, yeah. Like, you seem like, oh, well, you must be able yes. to cope with not speaking the local tongue. Yeah. If yeah. it's really far. But, like, if you were like, hey, I'm, doing, I'm actually doing this podcast out of France for a year. They asked me. To, you, there is a, like. A cachet. Andy, geez. Yeah. Ooh la la. Yeah. Yeah, as they say. Yeah. I didn't mean to extend this. I'm sorry. No, but you did. It is an observation. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, Well, I'm going to end it so we can talk about the real shit. Yeah. Yeah. Turn that that recorder off. Yeah, you Um, stupids. It's a cassette player. Um, you stupids. Yeah. See you, you stupids. No. uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Three questions. And uh, I'll be back. Next week. The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco production. It is produced by Sean Doherty and engineered by Rich Garcia. Additional engineering support by Eduardo Perez and Joanna Samuel. Executive produced by Nick Liao, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, with assistance from Maddie Ogden. Research by Alyssa Grawl. Don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to The Three Questions with Andy Richter wherever you get your podcasts. And do you have a favorite question you always like to ask people? Let us know in the review section. Can't you tell my love's a-growing? Can't you feel it ain't it showing? Oh, you must be a-knowing. I've got a big, big love. This has been a Team Coco production. <laughs> <laughs>